0: Locked On Podcast Network presents
1: Locked On Sports Today.
2: Some seem to think Dan Campbell coached the Lions out of the Super Bowl, but would he do it all over again? And what's next for the Lions? Also, can the Knicks win the East? And it just feels like the Warriors are done. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the Camp not miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today.
1: Searching all major sports.
0: Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Perhaps more than one Lions fan looked into Vegas hotels at halftime on Sunday of the NFC Championship game, with the Lions holding a 24-7 lead. But you know what happened from there. 27 consecutive points. Until the Lions got seven at the end to make this one a little bit closer at the end. A 34-31 heartbreak for Detroit in the greatest season in modern Lions history. Matt Derry joins me now from Locked on Lions. And Matt, the fourth down conversation is the only one anyone wants to have about this Lions team. And really this Lions season now. How fair do you think that part of this is?
1: I think it's fair to bring up. I, I, it's It's pretty obvious that many people that had not watched the Lions all season, uh you being excluded, Pete, I know you have, but they, they just are like dumbfounded that someone doesn't kick a fuel goal when reality is that especially in, in in deep you know inside the other teams' thirty, Dan Campbell and the Lions did a really good job on fourth Downs this year and going for it and getting it. They had as two of the better players in the league when it comes to clutch, catching the football. Possessing it and getting that first down, and Amon Ross, Saint Brown, and Sam Laporta. Well, the problem that the Lions had last night was they went to the wrong people in that spot. Josh Reynolds with a key drop, uh, uh, the second fourth down call down three, uh, uh, electing not to kick a forty-seven-yard field goal with Michael Badgley. Who, oh, by the way, hadn't kicked a forty-seven-yard field goal outdoors all season. Mm. All right, and then they run a play with no back in the backfield, an empty set with golf. I thought it was a terrible decision. I would have called a timeout and put Gibbs or Montgomery back there just to show the defense a fear, a threat of a running play. So I thought that's that was a bigger issue to me than the actual going for it routine. Um, they probably are going to have to get a kicker that they can rely on for next season that, so that when there is a 47-yarder on the road and in the hostile conditions outdoors that they would feel more comfortable. But I defend Dan Campbell a little bit today. I just think the execution was poor.
2: Yeah, easier said than done. The Packers had a, a missed field goal in, in the divisional round that that ultimately cost them the game in that one. Would have been a tie game at the end instead of them having to go down and try and kick a field goal. So Dan Campbell said after the game, look, uh, we might like it's going to be harder next year to do this again. And you think, well, it's a young team and come on, they've built this cool thing, but... Um, they might be losing Ben Johnson. They're going to have to pay Jared Goff a lot of money. Caleb Williams could be in the division. We saw what the Packers were able to do. What is the outlook for this team now moving forward? And and could we be sitting here in six, eight months going, man, the, the Lions really, really missed an opportunity here?
1: I don't think there's any question about it that they missed an opportunity. But, uh, ooh, I'm, I'm shaking in my boots over those bears. Uh-oh. no. <laughs> I just did that for you. No,
2: I I, I do Sorry, think. The Cox, be, our Cox, our locked on Bears. I,
1: I do think the Bears will be better. I do think the Vikings, if Cousins comes back, they'll be better. I mean, come on, their quarterback play was so poor. Obviously, the Packers are are really on to something here with Jordan Love and that offense. Um, it is going to be more difficult. But you know what? I think there were times this year that the Lions played down to the level of their competition with with a poor schedule uh, this year, getting a chance to play some some bad teams in the NFC South and uh, and some ones that struggled in the AFC West, including getting easy wins over teams like Denver and Vegas at home. So yeah, next year's schedule is more difficult. They got to go back to San Francisco. They got Stafford coming back again with the Rams. Um, so there's going to be some tough games, but I think with this young team, this young nucleus, Panay Sewell, Aiden Hutchinson, Gibbs, Jamison Williams, all these guys coming back, I think they're going to be all right. I think Ben Johnson's leaving. Like you said, I think he's going to get the Washington job. Uh, and there will be some, 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 you know, attrition on the coaching staff, but I think they can get better. I think their secondary is, is weak and can, and they can strengthen yep. it. The draft that's where Brad Holmes does, you know, really ices that cake. So, and free agency guys want to come play for Dan Campbell. So I think they're going to be all right, but yes, did they miss an opportunity? Absolutely. You're up 17 on the road and the NFC championship game, a chance to get to the Super Bowl the first time ever. I'm sure they're kicking themselves today.
2: Stay up to date all year on the Detroit Lions by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Lions on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, has OG Ananobi made the Knicks contenders for the Eastern Conference crown? Before we get to that, the Chargers are narrowing in on a general manager. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. GameTime has plenty of last-minute tickets for your favorite team. They also make it easy to get in the gate with flash deals and zone deals. GameTime makes it easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They've got views from all the seats in the venue. GameTime has the lowest price guaranteed. Guaranteed. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Right now, all GameTime users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. 100 Terms do apply. Just download the Game Time app and use code VEGAS, V E G A S, 100 for $100 off that big ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel.
0: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
2: The Boston Celtics struggled at home with the New Orleans Pelicans on Monday but came away with a win. So let's look
0: at the positives, right? One one day after I do a show where a lot of y'all were with me here, talking about how I, I'm really not sure that Zion and Brandon Ingram can kind of coexist anymore. B.I. is not going to shoot threes, if the spacing is just not going to be there for Zion. And things kind of looked a mess against the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Milwaukee Bucks. Then on the road, you go into Boston, a team that has only lost twice at home so far this season, Boston is 35-11, and by the way. They have the third best offense, the third best defense, the best net rating in the league. They've basically been the title favorite all season long. And you took it to that team. You hung with them. You played good defense on Jalen Brown, on Jason Tatum. You had Zion Williamson going. You had Brandon Ingram going. And you just saw overall all-around improvement
2: the T-Wolves travel to face the Thunder in a battle of the top two Western Conference teams. Yeah, that's a real sentence. You know, the
3: last time these two teams played in the same building, it it turned into a laugher, 129-106 OKC. But tonight, Wolves flipped the script. They got their revenge. They held one of the best offenses in the entire NBA to just 101 points. What a fun game, start to finish. It really felt like an absolute war for four straight quarters, man. You could tell just how badly both teams wanted it. And, and you know, it, it's funny. You go into halftime with about as even of a box score and team stats as maybe you'll ever see. Nonetheless, Wolves win it 107-101. They get their swag back a little bit, find their mojo again, take the lead back, more
2: importantly, in the Western Conference. Huge night, huge game. And the defending champs took on Giannis and the new-look Milwaukee Bucks with new head coach Doc Rivers.
1: The trust, you know, it goes in and out. It's, it's in the flux. You know it's funny? It's, it's what I saw from afar. Uh, it, it was really interesting. This is exactly what I saw from TV, you know, uh, sitting on the couch. And uh, the good news there, you know, is very fixable because you have guys that want to get it right. So, um, listen, Damon Giannis, have played 40 games together in their life, you know. Joe uh, Joker and, and, and Murray have played, you know, uh, and if you looked at the game tonight down the stretch, they had it going. Our guys couldn't get it going. And that was the difference.
2: The L.A. Chargers are making it a family thing. The Chargers are working to hire Baltimore Ravens director of player personnel, Joe Ortiz, as their general manager, which means Ortiz will go from working with John Harbaugh to working with Jim Harbaugh. And that relationship will be among the biggest questions that Harbaugh and the team's leadership will have to answer. Most importantly, who has the final say in personnel decisions? It was well documented that Harbaugh and 49ers GM Trent Baalke had a fractured relationship in Harbaugh's last foray into NFL coaching. Balky is the GM in Jacksonville now. Chiefs will be one pass rusher down heading into the Super Bowl. Defensive end, Charles Amenhu tore his ACL on Sunday in the AFC Championship game. Amenhu appeared to confirm the news via his Twitter account, X, posting an emoji of a broken heart. Amenhu had a career-high seven sacks this season, his first with the Chiefs, despite missing the first six games of the season with a suspension. He had a strip sack of Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson on Sunday before leaving with that injury.
1: Another story you need to know.
2: They're the hottest team in basketball, but questions still remain with the New York Knicks, who've won seven in a row, including a 113 92 beatdown of the Charlotte Hornets without Julius Randle or OG Ananobi. They won 13 of their last 15 games. Alex Wolf from Locked On Knicks joins me now. And Alex, um, Julius Randle sounds like he's going to be out a couple weeks here with a separated shoulder. We still don't quite know the timeline on that one but that raises even more questions about how the Knicks should be handling this trade deadline as you look at this team as currently constituted how pressing of a need do you think there is to make a move now with this team I think there
0: is still a pressing need to make a move but I don't think it's to address the Randall injury I think Mm -hmm. it's to still address the hole in the roster that the Knicks need to address which is the secondary or not secondary but like I guess just another creator that can play off the bench. Uh, And, you know, they've had their eyes on Malcolm Brogdon. There's been some links to Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Terry Rozier could have been a target, but obviously just got traded uh, to the Heat. There's a number of other options out there, but Brogdon seems to, well, I guess DeJounte Murray, if they want to take a little more of a swing, uh, you know, and take a little more superstar upside, but a little more volatile of a player. But I think that's still probably going to be their, their priority going into the trade deadline getting a guy you know any one of those three guys if they would go out and get them has money on the books going into next year uh they can still be around you know so if randall if things take a turn for the worse and he's not able to come back this year uh for whatever reason you know as he rehabs the shoulder then they still have that player going into next year i think they're willing to just kind of roll the dice and see how things go though as far as replacing julius's minutes um it was a really interesting lineup choice tonight to go with Presh to out there uh but i think on an ordinary night where they had ogiana Ananobi available it would have been josh hart subbing into that randall spot and obviously you lose a bunch of size that way but rebounding wise he's still really good defensively he can certainly hold up to fours and stuff like that so i think they're gonna probably just go that direction Maybe you run into a situation where if they're dealing with Portland or with Utah or with Atlanta or whomever else, that they're just kind of like, hey, can we get another power forward type player back in this deal? You know, if there's a small salary on those teams that they're willing to throw in to kind of just provide a little extra depth there while they wait for Randall to get back. But I don't know, things are looking pretty good. Like their schedule is easy. It's as easy as it's going to be from now until about the All Star break. And then obviously you have the All Star break, which will give Randall some more time to heal. So hopefully it's more of like a three, four week situation, not a five, six, seven, eight week situation. Uh, But unfortunately it's a sort of a volatile injury and we won't really know until he starts rehabbing it.
2: Yeah. You mentioned OG Ananobi and his impact on the team. I mentioned that 13 of 15 record at the top that is with OG Ananobi. They have been a, a fundamentally different team with him on the court. How, how has he impacted this team the most? Would you say? Obviously,
0: the defensive end. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's just what he does. I mean, he's, he's He's also shooting the lights out. Yeah. I, but you, you sort of expected that. You know what I mean? Like, based off his career numbers, he, he's going to shoot like almost 40% from three. Granted, he's been shooting better than that with the Knicks, but he's shown some new stuff on offense too, which is great. Like, he, he keeps kind of bringing out like one new thing or so every game. Like he's starting to do a little bit off the dribble. And like, I still think you kind of have to get him going downhill. I keep saying he's like a running back. Like you have to like get him a handoff when he's already in motion to make things work. But as long as you do that, like suddenly he can bust out a dribble move or something. As long as he's already moving by the time he gets the ball, if he has to do stuff from a standstill, it's a little iffy, Uh, but he's been doing great with that. Getting to the rim. He's, he's an elite level vertical athlete. As far as like getting to the rim, dunking, like just, I mean, it's things that maybe other teams take for granted, but on the Knicks, they've had a lot of ground bound guys that don't necessarily have those ups. And so it's like a big revelation to have a wing that can get in there and just like jam it uh, and just like go up powerful with two hands and throw it down. Uh, So that's been great. But then on the defensive end, just the pressure that he creates. The transition opportunities with his length and the ability to just get in the passing lanes and start those fast breaks, Uh, his ability to finish those fast breaks once he gets going, and then also just his switchability. I mean, he's shown the ability to, you know, the Knicks avoid switches as much as they can, but no matter what they happen in the NBA and any player that has gotten has had the misfortune of having OG switched onto them has just had their life turned into a living
2: hell. Stay up to date all year on the New York Knicks by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Knicks on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the Warriors just look done. The NFL playoffs rage on and now's the perfect time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, what are you waiting for? The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, teasers, and more. There's also weekly promos and boosts to give you plenty of opportunities to increase your payout. One of the player prop specials for the Super Bowl involves Chris Jones and Nick Bosa. If each of those players get at least a half sack, you win. FanDuel has the odds on that at 2-1. to You can also combine bets for a bigger payout. Same-game parlays, a great way to enjoy watching sports. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and do the NFL season right. FanDuel, official partner of the nfl the warriors seemingly haven't taken the next step into the next generation while steph curry still scores at will the rest of the team is lagging behind this has locked on host nick Angstad and adam mares thinking golden state is toast
3: yeah it it does it does feel like this warriors team is done like they they get beat by this team and the kings who are not as good as they were last year but still very good and yeah I don't know what's next for the for the warriors. like where do they where do they turn to? Like is a Wiggins trade to get somebody better than Wiggins? Like does that even take them to another level? It just doesn't seem like there's a move to be made, right? I mean, you know, the whole thing was you got Draymond back. They obviously had a tragedy uh, last, you know, earlier in the week. Yeah, huge. And so you have all this going on where it just feels like, for me at least, it feels like a reset of sorts to say, okay, let's stabilize. And tonight was just one of those games where it felt like they had a real chance to win and real, real chance to pull it out, and they came up short. And into the road doesn't get easy here. You know, you got the Lakers coming up. you got Philadelphia right after that. So you have some tough games before – um you know, I don't know if it's going to get easier on the immediate horizon. So, um, so I don't know. You are right though that we do this a lot where we'll talk about because the Warriors being done and losing in this heartbreaking fashion and falling to nineteen twenty three when every game is so important for them now. It's a big story. But there is the other side of this, which is that Sacramento getting a win in Golden State for the first time since twenty twenty, um, and and getting twenty two three pointers to do it. Um, it's 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 really big for them as much as it is a big story for the Warriors. It's big for the Kings.
2: Let me add this caveat: Golden State is toast if they are committed to this version of the Warriors, the version with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. If they have to win with those guys, it looks like they're done winning because they're not getting enough from Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody and the ancillary pieces that were part of the two-track philosophy that the Warriors were trying to put forward. But if they're willing to deal Draymond Green or Clay Thompson and get pieces back that can help them win now, maybe they can get back on that two-track plan and continue to win with Steph Curry. Maybe not this year. They probably can't win the title this year. But if you can get some good young players for Draymond Green, some future assets, maybe you can spin this forward and make another run with Steph Curry. This version of the Warriors, I, I hate to say all the winning that they've done that they're just done, they sure look done. And finally, a prominent airline company has added two specific flights for fans from Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. The plane to Vegas is flight 1989, of course, paying homage to Taylor Swift, while the return flight is Flight 87, Travis Kelsey's jersey number. Kansas City Chiefs fans are still in their Super Bowl era and can travel to the big game in style. All's well that ends well if you end up at the Super Bowl. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports Today, which team needs to make a move the most at the NBA trade deadline? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.